Hi, everyone. You are listening to Start Inspired. I am your host, Samantha March. This is my podcast designed to give you a weekly dose of inspiration and motivation, helping you start inspired and stay inspired. Let's jump into today's episode. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to a new episode of Start Inspired. I am looking forward to sharing a conversation with a new guest this week. I was really excited to bring on Ashley Clady because she is another friend of mine. She is someone who I have been able to have some really fun experiences and opportunities with in the beauty space from doing some different travels together to different events with one another. We've done a a meetup together a couple times that has been a lot of fun to do. And we are both Midwest bloggers, which is getting a little bit more common these days with the reach of the internet and not everyone feeling like they have to live in a certain location to be able to do the job that we do. But we've definitely bonded over living somewhat close to one another. And I really wanted to bring Ashley on to talk to her about her experiences with being a Midwest blogger and kind of the pros and cons that come along with that. But also, I was really curious to talk to her about going viral on the internet. She has had several videos go viral on YouTube and on TikTok, and She hasn't gone viral for a makeup look or for a dance that she made up. She's gone viral for very personal reasons, such as her pregnancy and her birth story and just her journey into motherhood. And those are very personal ways to go viral on the internet. So I really wanted to talk to her and kind of understand how it was she felt when her video started to gain a lot of traction and with what comes with viral videos is a lot of feedback, a lot of comments, a lot of people suddenly feeling like they know everything about your life when they see a few short seconds that you posted online. So especially when it's something so personal as to a pregnancy and a journey into motherhood, I really wanted to sit down and talk to her and get her thoughts on that. So I hope that you enjoy our conversation. So Ashley Clady is a Midwest content creator who shares her love of makeup and journey into motherhood to connect with and inspire women through relatable and raw content. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Ashley Clady. All right. Hello, Ashley. Welcome to the podcast. Hi. Hi. I'm so excited to have you on. I am so excited to be here. Yay. Okay. Before we get started, do you want to introduce yourself to the listeners? Sure. I am Ashley Clady and I'm a content creator of motherhood and makeup type content on YouTube and Instagram and TikTok too. So yes. Oh, yes. We'll definitely talk about TikTok also because oh, yeah. you kind of had a crazy experience with TikTok too. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. But I thought we could start it off talking about YouTube since that's you know kind of at the beginning and uh, how we also connected. Yes. So to kick it off with your YouTube channel, what inspired you to first even start it and start creating beauty videos for the internet? Okay. Um, I started six years ago this last August and I had been watching YouTube for about a year prior to that while I was in college. It was just like my chill time. I would go watch like Casey Holmes, Carly Bible, Ingrid. She was one I watched a lot. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just, I loved it. And I think knowing I was going to be leaving college, moving to a new area, Um, I didn't have any friends yet where I was moving. (laughs) I was just like, okay, I was also leaving my job and everything. So it just felt like I needed something creative and a place where I could hopefully find a community. And it just kind of felt like the perfect time to try it. So that was ultimately why I had decided, you know what, I'm going to just try this and see what happens. (laughs) Yeah. I think it was like two years before I actually went strictly to beauty on my channel. The first two years, I kind of just was putting up anything and everything. (laughs) 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 I was just getting used to it, having fun. And then I discovered the beauty community. And then I kind of just dove all in on that. 
and just recently started kind of diversifying a little more again. But yeah, that is kind of like where it started and why and everything. Yeah. I think it's really interesting to hear because I've brought on quite a few YouTubers to the podcast and it's, you know, obviously one of the first questions I usually ask is, you know, what inspired you to start YouTube? And so many people say that they were kind of searching for a community and it's just so interesting to me, like what the internet can give us these days, because, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit older than you, but even so like back in the day, we didn't really have this type of option. You just, you know, you were around who you went to school with and who lived on your street. And that was, that was about the extent of our communication and learning about other people and forming our friend groups. Now it's like, wow, you have all these crazy options at your fingertips. It's kind of, it's kind of wild to think about. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It really just like, it opens up a whole new world and it's like, Mm -hmm. wow, there's so much to learn and people to me and just it's really amazing (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely well we're also we're both midwest bloggers and you live in kansas i live in iowa but have you found any struggles not living in an area where especially the beauty industry is more prominent um i feel like there's definitely some struggles and then there's advantages too. So Mm -hmm. I'll just hit on both. First of all, we'll start with the struggles. Uh, Obviously, like there's a lot of things that aren't as easily accessible, like going to tour companies or brands Mm -hmm. or meet with people in person. Um, We always see like the super epic launch parties and events. And those just don't happen here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and they're really great networking opportunities to make connections for friends um, or brands or anything in uh, something that I feel like we definitely just miss out on a bit, but there are other ways to do it. And I feel like being in the Midwest, we just have to get a little more savvy. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so yeah, that and... I don't know. Like I definitely, I loved, I've been out to LA a couple of times. I feel like that's one of the more prominent like beauty industries. Mm-hmm. And like, I love the weather and the scenery and there's amazing people there, but I also just didn't love how I felt there. So yeah. I was like, I don't know. At one point I was considering like, maybe we should try and make a move. But then once I spend some time out there, I was just like, you know what? I just, I don't think it's for me because I just had never felt so much pressure to like look a certain way or wear certain things or just, I don't know, act certain way and everything. I just was like, okay, this is not for me. I'm more about just like embracing my imperfections and going with them. Yeah. (laughs) And I felt like there was a lot of illusion happening out there of like, even at the launch parties, for example, is a lot of like making things look super perfect and amazing. And we know that's just not the case with things. So I just, yeah, I felt like I wanted to embrace more of the hard and imperfect parts of life. And it was way easier to just do that when I was in the Midwest and just being me Yeah, (laughs) without those, I don't know, other pressures going on. Um, But advantages of being in the Midwest, I feel like there's this whole group of people that like live a much less extravagant lifestyle, I guess is the way to put it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many out there that live a very just more simple lifestyle. And what we were seeing on YouTube were a lot of people out in LA with a lot of like super nice things and definitely things that like people dream about. But there mm-hmm. wasn't that many people that were sharing like just an average day-to-day life of like a Midwest person. So I feel like that was something that actually really has benefited sharing because the community that I've built and I know that you've built, it's allowed us to meet and connect with so many amazing people that can just a hundred percent relate to just who we are and like where we live and Mm -hmm. (laughs) just just based on like where we're located. So I think that's really an amazing part of it. Um, I've also found like being in the Midwest, I feel like you really put an effort to 
build friendships and make them last. And like, man, this year, I feel like we've really, (laughs) really put in a lot of effort to keep those going. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And (laughs) I just noticed the few times I was out, like maybe more in the prominent areas, there was a lot of like friendships for show type of thing. Mm -hmm. And I felt like that just, I haven't had that happen being in the Midwest and with my friends that I've made and surrounded myself with, they're like super genuine, true friendships. And I appreciate that so much. And I think a lot of it just has to do with being separated from that. Yeah, I agree. It's like you said, like this year, I think a lot of people have really worked hard at that. Like with the, I've talked about it in so many podcast episodes, but the Marco Polo app, I mean, right before we hopped on this um, chat, I was Marco Poloing with a few different people, the Zoom chats, the, I mean, it's like even just texting one another, just keeping, like just making sure we're doing okay. And it's, it's interesting too, a part of what we do. I know a lot of content creators have talked about how we feel very isolated because we're always just in our own homes. We talk to ourselves all day long. We talk to our camera all day long. Like we don't, we don't have work potlucks or meetings with our coworkers. It's, it definitely can be a bit more of an isolating thing. And then especially when you add a pandemic and a quarantine on top of things. It's like, wait, what? Like now we really don't have any, like we don't have anybody we can talk to now. And I think so many people have really stepped it up and it's really showed me quite at the meaning of like what friendship really is and like people really going above and beyond to sh- to show support to one another. It's been really one of the more amazing things about this community that I've seen. Cause like you said, I think a lot of people might think like friendships are for show or we only talk to each other through our, like our comment section, but it's like, you don't see the behind the scenes that, you know, when something crazy, like, you know, I had like a personal moment the other week where something kind of crazy happened in my real life. And you were the first person I thought of. I was like, I can't wait to tell Ashley. Like, it was just like, it's so funny when you have that when you start to have those connections. (laughs) Oh, it's so nice because I know I've done the same with you where it's just like, okay, I need to talk to Samantha. (laughs) Just knowing we have like our weekly chats sometimes even more frequently, it's just something that I definitely look forward to. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We are both the queens of the car polos. We are always talking to each other in the car. (laughs) Yes. Uh, again we have to drive to places like we both live in really small towns so like we if we're ever going anywhere we usually have to drive a long ways it's a great time to catch up with people (laughs) it is that yeah that's something else like going to get products or anything oh my gosh (laughs) you got a good drive to go do that (laughs) yeah oh and then the worst i remember one of the first times after moving out of des moines iowa to a smaller town. One of the first times I went back into Des Moines, I was looking for a specific foundation at Sephora. Didn't even think twice of like, I should at least go online to see if they have it. Nope. I go in, I'm walking around the store, can't find it. Someone comes up and I was like, I'm looking for this foundation. And they're like, oh, we don't carry that brand in store. I was like, oh, I just drove 90 minutes for a foundation that you don't even have. (laughs) Cool. because you know i I lived in devoyne for so long where it was like i'll drive 10 minutes to go to sephora whatever and i was like oh <laughs> okay then <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah it's uh oh. it's a different thing but you know what what i thought of too when you're saying that it's like sometimes i feel like we can kind of get the best of both worlds because prior to COVID 19 when we could do our traveling it was like we could take the time to go to certain, whether it be a work event, like an Ipsy live or the generation beauty or a launch party, or just doing something to get together. Like, cause we, we live not really close to one another. It's a few hours drive for us, but there's been plenty of times where we've gotten together just to hang out in yeah. Kansas or in Iowa or whatever it may be. Um, and so it's fun to be able to do that and kind of take the time and be like, wow, look at me. Like I'm a real YouTuber, I'm a real yeah. influencer. Look at me go, and then it's like, oh, okay, now I get to go home. 
<laughs> I get yes. to go back to like, it's almost kind of like real life. Like you said, like there's not as much pressure living in the Midwest. So it's like, you can kind of get the best of both worlds in a way. Yes, for sure. That's yeah. it. Oh man. I remember going to one of the first events and I like <laughs> showed up in my, I think it was like express jeans and express top and everything. And then I was just like, all right, I'm here. Let's have fun. <laughs> but it was such a totally different vibe out there that I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> There's a, like a different just whole thing that I had never experienced. But it has been so fun like since the beginning to get to just learn all the different type of things that like people like live in or experience day to day, just how different it can be depending on where you are in the world and yeah. being able to experience it is awesome, yeah. but still have that just like home to go to yeah, where the yeah. dogs are and family and all that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. <laughs> and it's funny because sometimes I'll post like, especially at the start of when we were, you know, kind of going into this quarantine and self isolating this, like the only thing my husband and I would do is drive around together because we couldn't, I mean, we couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't do anything else, but we still want to, at least for me, he was still able to work outside of the home for his job. But I mean, you know, I, I'm always in the house working. So we would put the dog in the truck and we would go and we would drive around and I would share like photos or videos of like, you know, just the cornfields, the different birds that we would see, the deer. And people would be like, what? Like, it's so, like, I've never seen anything like this. I'm like, huh? Really? What? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's almost every time I share something with like the scenery in Iowa, I'll get a comment of that. Or when I share photos of snow, people are like, oh, this is crazy. I've never seen snow in my life. I'm like, huh? <laughs> so, I mean, it's just, it's just kind of a funny thing to, to share little pieces that I never really thought were all that interesting, but other people find it fun to, to follow along with that. And yeah, it kind of, it at least makes you almost kind of like stick out a little bit that we have continued to live in the Midwest because a lot of people do end up moving, which completely understand, you know, you said you thought about it. I've definitely had plenty of times where I thought like, maybe I should be closer to somewhere with work um, yeah. but it almost, it almost is kind of like, yeah, we're the, we're the Midwest people. <laughs> Here we are. <laughs> oh, yeah. We've also talked in the past, um, going back to, to YouTube, but we've had conversations before about kind of the pressures of keeping up with the new makeup releases. Cause there's always a ton of stuff coming yes. out. I mean, there just always is. And, you know, I definitely, used to try to do the thing of like buying a lot of new makeup and new collections to constantly be showing the new. And I know that you've done that quite a bit on your channel too. And I was just wondering if you would want to talk about your experience trying to keep up with all of the new releases to keep that content kind of going on your channel and how that looked for you. Money is all around us, and we think about it more than almost every other aspect of our lives. But how can we make more of it, and what's our drive for building wealth beyond just the numbers in our bank account? Join us on the Make More podcast as our host, Matt Heslin, brings to you a dynamic lineup of experts in the world of investing, business, health, and beyond. Together, they unpack the secrets to not just surviving, but thriving in today's economy. It's about more than just wealth. It's about crafting life experiences, seizing opportunities, and building a legacy. Subscribe now to the Make More with Matt Heslin podcast and join us every week for new expert insights and inspiration. Yeah, I definitely fell into that, like, purchase every new release. And even at times, like, an entire range, like a brand would release a blush range and I would buy all of them so that I could share swatches and everything of all of them, even though mm-hmm. I couldn't even use them all. Right. And I was just like, what are you doing, Ashley? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. But there was so much, almost just like this pressure to keep up and mm-hmm. to have the new and share the new that if you weren't, people were upset. But then it also was just like, maybe I'm attracting the wrong people. <laughs> I yeah. don't know. 
I, when I first started going really in with beauty, I definitely, I did that. And it took, I did that probably about two years of literally buying everything. And it took me getting my collection completely out of control and doing like a collection inventory to be like, okay, this is not all right. (laughs) I have to like cut way back. This is just unrealistic. And this last year I've backed way off on my purchasing um, and reviews in general. And it's been Mm -hmm. really just refreshing and nice and kind of made me refall in love with YouTube again, because it's forced me to just get creative with my content in different ways and try new things that I previously just didn't have time to because I was keeping up with every new release. So um, I think it's just one of those things that like sharing my journey into makeup on YouTube, everyone's got to see like the parts that I'm like not so proud of and the Mm -hmm. parts that like, okay, now this is the journey of where I'm going now. Like it's weird to have like the whole entire just journey out there. Mm-hmm. But I feel like it's something that even people that aren't content creators fell into just because, man, the makeup industry just blew up. Mm-hmm. And I like, if you are watching YouTube, I just know even friends and stuff that they purchased a ton, even though they weren't content creators, just because of how it all worked with social media and everything. And I feel like as a whole, a lot of us have kind of taken a step back and became a lot more thoughtful with our purchases and everything. And you uh, totally, I feel like, pioneered that thought process (laughs) for me because with your will I buy it, I was like, wait, duh. Like I can decide if I want to or not and I can just share why. Like that's the most genius idea ever. <laughs> well, thank you. So, yeah, like I, when you started that series, I was like, oh my gosh, yes, this is amazing, Samantha. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and you know, that series like became a thing because there, there is, there, I mean, there still is a pressure to show the new things, to talk about the new things. I mean, I, I'll even, I'll do a haul and I'll hold up an eyeshadow palette that I haven't even used yet. and been like, Hey, I just bought this. And I'll have 15 comments of like, so what did you think? Do you think I should buy it? What do you think? And it's like, well, I just, like, I just bought it. Like, I mean, it's, there's, there's a ton of, of pressure and, you know, I, I try to be very careful of not putting blame on other people because I think a lot of us know, like at the end of the day, we're the ones that are making the purchases where the ones clicking right. the button, like, like, and I think for a while there, I think I was trying to like put blame on other people, but it's like, okay. But like exactly what you said to get more creative with videos. And that was something that I really started to try to do because I, th- I, th- I do think of myself as a creative person. I mean, I'm, I'm also an author. I love to write books. I'm, I, I find myself to be creative in certain ways. I'm I'm not necessarily the most like visually creative with like makeup looks and putting colors together. That's kind of not my strong suit, but I think I have creativity in other areas. And for me, it started to become really fun to think of like, okay, how can I talk about makeup, but in a different way? And that's why I love doing like so many different tag videos and obviously like the will I buy it series was like, okay, here's my way of talking about new makeup, but without buying all of the new makeup. Because also like when I was trying to do that, it kind of took away, like you said, like just some of the love for what it was that we were doing because it was, it just got to be so much and so overwhelming. And I had that moment too, of looking at my makeup collection and being like, what's happened here? (laughs) No one (laughs) needs this much stuff. And so it's, it's almost hard to find the balance between doing our job, reviewing products, knowing different formulas. Cause that was a thing for me in the beginning too. People would be like, well, what, how does this lipstick formula compare to Mac? And I was like, I, I've actually never tried a Mac lipstick and it would make me feel like I was doing something wrong. Like, how do you not know what a Mac lipstick is like Samantha? So it, it's, it's kind of like finding a balance between that too. So while I still do hauls and I still like to try out the new makeup, 
I also like, okay, but what can I do this time? How can I talk about eyeshadow palettes, but in a fun way where I'm not just buying all of these new eyeshadow palettes. And, and so, yeah, I really like what you said about like getting more creative. Cause that's kind of the fun part for me. It's like, it's almost kind of the challenge with YouTube versus only buying new makeup and only putting up videos about new makeup. There's a financial challenge with that. Exactly. <laughs> don't, don't get yeah. me wrong. But <laughs> but I kind of like being challenged more creatively. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Yeah, because like when I was tracking all my expenses the past couple years, because obviously like you want to keep track when you're oh, doing yeah. this as a job. Yeah. It's like, holy cow, <laughs> I could have so much more of a profit if I would just like get this a little more under control because wow. (laughs) Right. Well, and I remember like, I I know that you've said this, but I've, I've heard other people say it too, of like when a new collection is coming out and they're ordering, they're also paying, you know, expedited shipping or even overnight shipping that gets, that can be more expensive than the products that you're buying. (laughs) Yes. That happened a few times where I paid more in shipping than the products. And I was Mm -hmm. like, Oh my word that Mm -hmm. or like, a product would be released in store early and I would drive like two plus hours to go get it. And then I'd get home, film with it, edit all night, upload it in the morning. And that's the other thing with the reviews. Like it's so time sensitive to have it be successful on YouTube that if you were going to put in the time, like it needed a fast turnaround time. Yeah. But also now like having Jovi, my little baby, mm-hmm. she just like, that's not an option. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not going to be doing like a four hour round trip to go get something and then staying up all night to do it. So, right. Absolutely. Like, I feel like that helps also to make me be like, okay, we are, we're changing a yeah. lot of things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That so. makes sense. Well, yeah. Cause I've heard too of like, if you're not going to be one of the first like three to five videos that's going up on this release or this collection, it's like, it's not worth it because uh, like, it's already going to be viewed. People that are searching for it already found those first few videos. So like, why bother? And that was kind of the thing for me that I was like, I don't feel like I can put that kind of pressure on myself because like, yes, I do YouTube, but I I like batch film. I will film in advance and give myself time to edit because I also do other things. Like I have other business ventures that I do too. So it's like, I, I, I just, for the, for a while I was like, I can't put this type of pressure to be able to do that because then I'm going to start lacking in other areas. And it just, yeah, it just went back to like, what else can I do to push myself creatively to still make my videos fun, uh, enjoyable. Like I like, I love to entertain people. I think it's super fun. I love to make people laugh, but also at the same time provide value to them too. And, and so, yeah, it's, it's definitely tricky. It's not, it's not easy. (laughs) No, that, and then something else, like just from a creator viewpoint, instead of a viewer right now I'm speaking, like when you're looking at the content you make, the reviews and everything, you put in so much work to get them up that quick to hopefully get viewed because you're putting in so much work. But they're really short lived because the next thing, the next day, there's a new release that everyone is excited about. So that's why like, it's just, it's not content that will continually get searched. And just working into more like evergreen type content has been something that I've been working at the past couple years, just because I don't want my video to just be like helpful for one day (laughs) or something, you know, like obviously it'd be there for people to reference, but it's just the interest is gone. And I've been trying to find ways to put content out that no matter when it is, like it just kind of transcends time. Mm -hmm. Um, find a way to make content like that because then it's just useful or helpful to people for a long period of time versus just having to have it be like such short, short lived interest all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I remember you saying that too. I think we were probably talking over like polo or something, but you know, it's been really great to bounce ideas off of other creators. I think again, it, it might be a perception of people of like, we're all against each other. Like we're all like competing with each other in a certain way, which 
I try to understand, but at the same time, it's like, I don't feel like there's like a number one person on YouTube. I don't even feel like there's like two people at the very top. Like, it's just, it's always going to be different. It's always going to be fluctuating. And I guess I choose to look at it as a community versus from a competition aspect, but so many creators like we genuinely want to help each other and give each other ideas. That's kind of how I have viewed it, or maybe that's what I choose to see also. (laughs) So um, that could be a thing too. But a lot of times we do try to help each other. And I know when talking to you, 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 you did say that you said, you know, these, these videos where I get out these brand new releases, like they'll do really well right off the bat, but then that's it that that that's all there is versus doing a video that's a little bit more evergreen where people are going to keep coming back to it and keep searching for it and that it can kind of be you know it might be like a slow and steady wins the race kind of thing but sometimes viral videos can can sometimes work against creators yeah. um they can be obviously great too. But sometimes that I I don't feel like going viral should always be the goal. If this is something that you're trying to really do like long-term because that's, that would be exhausting to try to keep up with too. Like always wanting to just hit that viral video. Like that would be a crazy amount of, of pressure to, to put on you too. But I do remember you saying that. And that was kind of like a light bulb moment for me too, of like, just because a video doesn't take off in 24 hours, doesn't mean that it's not going to keep earning and gaining traction and keep getting searched for. Because I have some videos that I've done from the past that I will continually see on my top 10 videos of, you know, the quarter or the month or whatever it is when I'm looking at my analytics. Like I have a video from three, four years ago that continues to get 3000, 5,000 views a month. And it's like, huh? <laughs> like, so, you know, it's just funny when you actually go into the analytics and like even one video that I did a couple months ago, it's, it's all about Charlotte Tilbury, like just a full brand review, every single product that I've tried, what I think is worth it, what's not when I first put up that video, like it did okay. YouTube ranks our videos on the back end. So we can see from a one to 10 based on our past videos, like 10 being the worst one being like, wow, like it'll even say things and they're like, wow, this video is really taking off. <laughs> or it'll be like, oh no, not as many subscribers are clicking on this video. It's like, yeah, your audience sorry. is not interested. And yes. like, oh darn. <laughs> it's so funny to see like the wording that they come up with. But I, I think that video was like six or seven out of 10. And I was like, huh, I kind of thought maybe it would do better. But again, that's one of those videos that's always in my top 10. It just has continued to grow and grow over time. And people just keep coming back to it because it does, it provides a lot of value. So it keeps getting searched for people keep wanting to know. And I was like, huh, I see, I see. So it's just, it's interesting when you start to think beyond just what's happening right when you post a video. Yeah, for sure. That's what I had went back and looked at my top 10 most viewed. And one is like a hairstyle video from like five years ago. (laughs) It did not do good at all when I first posted it. And I'm like, wait, how did this make it into the top 10? (laughs) I didn't even know it was doing great. That's funny. Oh, yeah. One of my top videos is... Do you know those lipsticks from Winky Lux that they were like lip balms, but they were supposed to like work with your pH levels to like turn a certain color and it was like a clear lip balm and it had like a flower in it? Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. That video is one of my top viewed videos. (laughs) And I mean, I did it years ago. I I think, I feel like I maybe got the lipstick like sent to me from Winky Lux, but it wasn't, it wasn't sponsored. Like I wasn't asked to do it, but I was like, I don't know, this is like kind of different. And so I just did a video on the thumbnail. It's just like an, a very up close of my lips with the lipstick next to it, like clear with this flower in it. And it's like color changing lip balm. I still, I'll get comments on it still today. And I'm like, this video is from like four or five years ago or whatever. And people are still coming and watching it and commenting on it. It's 
hysterical to me. <laughs> oh, that is funny. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Every time I see a new comment come in, I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> what's happening? <laughs> That's just weird. Some of those. And I mean, that was a different time too with YouTube. Oh, yeah. I feel like you know, yeah, some of those videos, like every once in a while, I'll have a really old video pop up with my subscription feed. Like our friend Kelly Gooch, one of her videos of like, like um, styles for like a petite body type or something like that. Oh that my pops God, up that for recently me. popped up for me too. Yes. It does. And I've, and the weird thing is like, I've watched it because I even clicked on it one day and sure enough, like the thumbs up was highlighted. I was like, I know that I've watched this one, but it is still popping up in my subscription feed. And it's just like so funny because you can just kind of tell from like the thumbnails that it was like, oh yeah, this was done three years ago or whatever it may be. (laughs) But, and then our other friend, Andrea Madalano, she had like a DIY Valentine's Day decor or something like that from like five years ago. And that one always pops up for me too. And I'm like, this is hilarious. But the views on those videos, like Kelly's petite styling video has like 600,000 views or something like that. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's crazy. (laughs) And it's probably being searched out. And the same with Andrea, Valentine's day decor, probably around early February, people start searching that and her video is popping up. (laughs) Oh, that's just too funny. funny. Yeah. Speaking of viral videos, I I definitely <laughs> wanted to talk to you about this because I I really have not had an experience with videos going viral. Like I've I've had a few videos that have like done well, but I've been on YouTube for five years and just this past January, January 2020, I had my first video get a hundred thousand views. Like accumulative over time. Like that is, I've only had one video do that. It was an eyeshadow palette ranking video. Um, again, trying to go back to like trying to be creative with what I can (laughs) share about in post. I posted that one. I wasn't really sure how it would go, but I think it was like by March or April it had hit a hundred K views. And I was like, wow, that's kind of shocking to me, but okay. So I don't really have experience in that area, but you have. (laughs) And I thought it would be interesting to chat with you about this because instead of going viral for an eyeshadow palette video or the 100 layers of makeup challenge that some people did and went viral for, your videos that went viral were personal ones, like announcing your pregnancy and your birth story. And I just thought it would be interesting to ask you like, what was your experience like going viral on YouTube and then also for a very personal part of your life? I think, oh my, I just never in a million years would have ever expected those to go viral. (laughs) (laughs) And I just remember like being terrified when I started seeing those ones take off. I was like, Mm -hmm. of all my videos, why the personal ones? Yeah. <laughs> what, like, why these? Because when it comes down to it, like, when it's makeup related, makeup washes off. Sure, mm-hmm. everyone has their preferences. Some people are a little rude in how they <laughs> express those preferences <laughs> to you. But at the end of the day, it washes off and it's just like, it's makeup. When it's personal, like, it's literally a part of you and your journey, and it just makes it so much more (laughs) just terrifying to see it. I don't know. I was just, I remember shaking, like, literally shaking, like, oh my gosh, what is going to happen now? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Like, how am I going to handle this? But I guess, like, maybe I'll just start with my why, like, why I started sharing personal, because I had kept it very much just to the point and very makeup related and a lot Mm -hmm. of times super short videos. I didn't ever really open up much on YouTube until this whole pregnancy journey. And the reason I did was like, I had recorded those things for me. And it was literally just like, something that I wanted to have to look back on. And I was on YouTube searching out other people going through similar journeys and like trying to find someone I could relate to and I couldn't find it like and I knew that like I couldn't be alone because my journey to pregnancy that's one that has a ton of views now um I think it's at like 950,000 mm-hmm. uh 
that one, I just, I was like, I knew I couldn't be alone because according to like the statistics, I had a very just normal journey and any videos I was finding, it was just like the positive or the highlight and no one ever showed the actual getting there part. And I was like, why isn't anyone showing this? (laughs) Um, So I decided, I was like, okay, you know what? I'm not going to hold back the more vulnerable parts just to make others comfortable or just to like show only the highlights because we get that way too often on every social media platform. So I was like, you know what? I'm comfortable enough with myself and anything like that, that I'm okay putting it out there. And I'm just going to put it out there and hopefully I can help one person who's maybe looking for something like I am. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that had to be out there. (laughs) I was like, I can't be the only one like researching. Is it emotional (laughs) or like things like that? Like I was researching all sorts of things. I'm like, why can't I find anyone talking about this? Yeah. So I was just like, okay, I am going to just share this whole journey. It's a part of me. It doesn't define me. Sure. There was like very vulnerable parts, but if it helps one person, and is showing a very realistic view, then I'm going to do it just because I, I literally was sick of just highlights everywhere. Yeah. So anyways, I, I did, I opened up, I kept it really real and raw and I had showed like my reaction to the testing for the months and stuff. And, uh, like that was super hard for me. Like I, when I was filming it, I wasn't filming it with the intention of, Oh, I'm going to put this on YouTube. I was literally just filming it for me. (laughs) So it was literally just like, a am going to have this to look back on someday if I ever want it. But to take something so raw and vulnerable and put it out there for people, it's scary because they always are going to make assumptions and judgments and everything based off of such a small part of your life that like it's very overwhelming to navigate once it's out there. (laughs) And I was just like, out of curiosity, because the way that people kind of just like kind of put their own narrative to what you have shown, I went and I was just like looking at that video, for example, it's four minutes and 30 seconds out of 11 months. So that's (laughs) 24.5 seconds a month that they saw of my life. (laughs) That's all. But the response is crazy because on one hand, the first, the very first message I got was someone like, thank you so much for sharing the valuable parts of your, or the valuable, the vulnerable (laughs) parts of your life. And I was like, okay, I helped one person, like it's worth it. But then when the video started taking off and I started getting, um, just like a lot of, (laughs) I don't know. There's hate in every part of YouTube. It's not just the beauty industry. (laughs) So when I started getting those type of messages and stuff, I was like, oh my goodness, like you're literally basing this off of 24.5 seconds that I showed you out of a month for 11 Mm -hmm. months. Like this is just crazy to me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But it's kind of scary that like people will, they just make so many assumptions and they just run with it. And they just kind of forget, like, you have no idea what else is going on in someone's life. You have no idea what they are carrying with them. And it's just like to come on and comment or judge or do anything for a personal thing. Like, it's just like, where, why create more pain or more stress when you have no idea what they're actually going through? Just take it for what it is. And like, don't try to like elaborate or assume things and just like be kind of genuine. And I found that like, there was like, it was a very divided, like, such an overwhelming response of people literally taking it for what it was. And just so thankful that I shared the emotional parts, like me crying and just being vulnerable. And then there was just this whole other side that I was like, wow, I, (laughs) I can't. Like, I just can't believe that there was this side. I mean, I can't believe it because I experienced it. But like, right. I just was shocked that I guess 
I hadn't experienced it to that level just because no video I had had gone to that level before. So yeah, it really just made me, I guess, even more, I, I'm not one that, I guess maybe being a content creator makes it this way, but I'm not one that goes and like judges someone based off the little bit they show in their life. Yeah. But I found that like, that is definitely something that a lot of people do. And it's almost like they feel like they know your whole life story based on you being vulnerable yeah <laughs> for a few seconds for 24 so, seconds a month. <laughs> yeah so it's really it was so different to go from something that was that's a little more focused on superficial things like with mm-hmm. the makeup and then to open up to do something that's so much more deeper and like just a part of you and your life yeah. and yeah I just I was I was really overwhelmed at first but I am so glad that like I just kind of put all those fears and everything aside and just opened up and shared that because um, like the community of people that I have met now and t- like got to talk with just by kind of opening that door and being like, look here, I've, mm-hmm. this is what I've experienced. If you can relate in any way, like I'm here sort yeah. of thing. It's just been absolutely incredible. And I, think like I just I've never had a community as strong or as caring or anything as now so it comes like it's just one of those things where it's like that double-edged sword with (laughs) social media (laughs) that like yeah it's scary and it's hard to navigate the negative side of it but the positive is so positive that it's a hundred percent worth it because just knowing that like you can have someone else be like, I could relate. And there's almost like this relief of not feeling alone in yes. whatever the journey is. <laughs> like, like I like not feeling alone. There's so much relief in knowing that, that it makes it a hundred percent worth it. So yeah. 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 I, I always say it's like, I never wish for anybody to be going through, you know, if I'm going through something hard and I share it, like I don't, want other people to be going through that too. But when other people even just, you know, leave me a comment to say like, wow, I'm, I've been going through the same thing. It's like, oh, okay. So I'm not the only, cause sometimes you can get in your head and be like, I'm the only one that this is happening to. Why is yeah. that? And then when you hear other people saying like, no, me too, it, it's, it is almost that feeling of relief. And I can remember being in New York with you last year. It was right around this time we yeah. were in New York for Gen Beauty and you were like, what, you were what, eight months pregnant? Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah, like, how in the world? <laughs> like, how have we done this? But <laughs> your video had like recently started to really take off. And I can remember asking you when we were walking and it's like, it sounds weird, but it's like, I won't forget the look on your face because I could tell a part of you was really terrified. Like, yeah, this is the one that's taking off like this is the one that like really because <laughs> um, it is it's so daunting it's so yeah, daunting it is and that's why since then I had also like taken I think like five to ten second clips each month of my pregnancy and did like a bump journey type thing yeah. I've really gotten into sharing my journey I guess <laughs> like different journeys <laughs> um and that one just hit a million views and I was like oh my and I was not expecting that either. But it's another one of those ones where it's just like, there's so many opinions on everything, no matter what you share that you just like have to push past the fear. Like I've learned, you just have to push past it and share because if it's entertaining or helpful or just anything to even one person is worth it. But it is, yeah, it's very much more of a challenge to like, just work through the hard parts when it is something so personal. Yeah. Well, and then for, for TikTok, because both of us are still pretty new to TikTok. I remember actually talking about it in October of last year with our friend makeup Molly, who she had, she was already on TikTok and we were like, 
like, what do you do over there? Yeah. Like, I don't understand. What is the difference? Like, what's the benefit of another? Because, you know, we just do so much. We're on so many platforms, which not only are you trying to create content specific for that platform, because what works on YouTube might not work on Instagram. What works on Instagram isn't going to work on TikTok. And then you're also trying to keep up with your audiences in every place and the comments and the messages. It's, I mean, it's a lot. So, when people were starting to say, get TikTok, it's like, okay, so what's the benefit of learning another app of connecting on another social platform for creating content? Like it's exhausting. And mm-hmm. so we both kind of decided to get on it at the same time. And we're, you know, kind of fiddling around with like, what content are we going to post over here? What are we going to do? And I remember one night being on the app and you had posted basically like a short clip, but of of like your reaction of every month of taking the pregnancy test of it being no of, uh, of crying. And then when it is positive and you shared that and I went to like, like it or comment. And I was like, wow, this has a lot of likes, huh? And then I went to your actual like TikTok profile and I looked at the video cause you could see the views and it was at like a million views. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. And I remember texting you like for some reason, like I didn't think you would know, like, like your phone hasn't been blowing up. And I was like, Ashley, something's happening with your TikTok. Oh my God. And you were like, I know my phone won't stop. It's <laughs> like, this is crazy. And I mean, right now, what does it have? Like 11 or 13 million views. <laughs> yeah, insane. it's absolutely insane. And I think like the one thing I've noticed is just how different audiences are on different Mm -hmm. platforms because on TikTok, there's like a lot of supportive people. There's a lot of people that are just funny. Like (laughs) (laughs) the comments and things that like you get, they're just comical and it's like, okay, that's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then there's like a few that are like negative or whatever, but not anything like, I feel like YouTube and Instagram can definitely go more that direction. Mm -hmm. So I was like really worried coming from YouTube and Instagram to posting that to TikTok and seeing it start going like that. Once it hit a million and I think I had grown like it was 50 or 60,000 in one night for followers. And I was like, oh my gosh, I finally, I turned off my phone and I'm like, (laughs) I told my sister and my husband, I'm like, you guys can just tell me what it's at. Cause like, I just like, I can't handle this right now. Yeah. I was expecting it to be more of like the response to be more like YouTube or Instagram type audience, which it just it wasn't. It was so much more comical. And like, I will go through and read the comments and just laugh because I'm like, oh my word, these people. It's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. So I have found like, it's way easier for me to be open or just share things on TikTok versus other platforms. Yeah. And I wasn't sure at first how that was going to be. But yeah, I was, I was doing a little pacing and freaking out for sure I remember you texting me and I was like no I don't know what to do Uh, so funny yeah because I mean it's you're right when you say like there are different audiences in different places and TikTok is definitely what I would feel is like the more casual relaxed we just want to entertain each other and be humorous over here. Yeah. Like I find myself being funnier on TikTok. Like even just with my comments, like the things that I comment on other people's TikTok, I would never comment that on their Instagram. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like I don't think the crossover would really work out here. And it's funny because like I'll get a comment on my Instagram and I'll be like, that person loves TikTok. I can just tell. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> you can tell. So, so that's funny, but yeah, what I was seeing it. So I have a question So TikTok now has their creator fund. Are you getting paid for those views or uh, not? Because now, it's an old one. So I obviously like missed out on that whole huge, yeah. first, I think like 10 or 11,000 or thousand million, um, <laughs> Yeah, I can't even get my numbers right. (laughs) Anyways, I missed out on all of those views. Like it wasn't a thing yet. Then I joined and it has gotten more. So like I am getting paid, but it's not much. And I think it's because it's an older video and it's just not 
like it really hasn't been much at all. I've been curious to see how that's going to play out, honestly. Yeah, same here. So curious of how it's going to play out. I'm a fan of it because, you know, we do, we have AdSense with YouTube. So we, you know, can get paid if we put ads on our videos. But like Instagram, Instagram has nothing Nothing. for creators. And it just blows my mind. It shouldn't because I know that Instagram is owned by Facebook and Facebook, I, I really don't enjoy Facebook very much at all or yeah. have good things to say about Facebook, but <laughs> it's like Instagram has absolutely zero for creator support. You can yeah. join, like you can change your profile now to a business profile or whatever, but a lot of people also say that they feel like that hurts them and it gets pressured into paying per view, like paying to boost your posts and things like that. So for TikTok to so quickly come out with something for creators and you know there is a not everybody can do it you have to have what 10,000 followers and you have to have a certain amount of views in like 30 days in order to apply and be accepted but a lot of people are able to do it and get and get paid you know sure some days it's like I don't know 50 cents but yeah yeah. (laughs) I mean everything can add up over time and if you do happen to have TikTok is a place where really anyone can go viral for anything I've seen right. viral videos for like the crate for slicing an avocado. Like, yeah. Or the girl so, who eats carrots with mustard. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I haven't seen that one yet. <laughs> it's like basically mukbang on TikTok. She just crunches carrots with mustard. And I'm oh like, what? Her videos well, I've, are huge. <laughs> I've seen like the pepper ones, like the peppers and the cream cheese. Like I've seen those people. And like, yeah, there's one girl who I think she's a nurse, but it's like, she she TikToks eating her lunch every day on her break, and it's usually like some form of crunchy stuff. Okay, <laughs> it's like yep. she has like three million followers because she she eats lunch every day. It's, like, uh, <laughs> it's yeah. the craziest thing, but it's like it's funny to me that TikTok figured out a way to. I mean, it's probably a reason why when the ban was being talked about, so many people were like, "Heck no!" Like. Not only is this where we go to get entertainment, but a lot of people have been able to turn this into, if not a side hustle, like a, a full-time hustle. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. That, and it's so nice because like Instagram, I feel like is very highlight driven. Mm-hmm. And like if I get on, I post to my feed, it's going to be usually something that fits an aesthetic and all this mm-hmm. stuff. Just because that's, I feel like what the audience is more like over there where TikTok yeah. it is just I go on without makeup half the time mm-hmm. I just like I'm goofy looking crazy and I'm like whatever yep. <laughs> so it's so just freeing and yeah. nice to just post whatever and have fun with it and it not be like a issue yeah. it's just crazy yeah it's like a it's like a just like a toned down version of YouTube and Instagram because it's like yeah. you're still doing a video, but there's and you can you can do all the editing within the TikTok app, which is cool. There's been very few videos that I've put into my editing software to do. Um mm. but so you can do everything right there, but there's almost like a it's almost like you don't want it to be too perfect because that's right. not what TikTok's about. Like it's it's okay if you don't have the best lighting in every single video. Like I was filming a video the other day and I kind of like cut myself off or like it just it wasn't quite the best and I was like yeah, good enough though. Like yep. That that it's okay. I would never post that video on Instagram because I feel like I'd get called out for it and I would never post like like you know, we you put a lot of time into editing YouTube videos. <laughs> Yeah. And for TikTok, it's like, oh no, this this will work. It's almost kind of nice because you can just kind of focus more on the creative part of what you want to create versus perfecting everything. Yeah. So that's that, kind of fun. It is. It's so much fun. This has been so much fun. I know we're about to an hour, so and I know that you do have you got Jovi. So I wanted to be respectful of your time, but this was uh, so much fun. Thank you so much for coming on because it was a blast to just talk with you about all of the different things. Like it's, it's just been so much fun. Oh yes. I've had so much fun too. And she slept this whole time. Really? 
Oh, we are lucky. That's amazing. <laughs> so chilly. I know. <laughs> oh, that's so awesome. Okay, um, before we pop off, do you want to tell the listeners where they can find you? Sure. It is just Ashley Clady everywhere. And it's Clady with a K. Because <laughs> everyone always wonders if it's a C. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yes, and I will I will put that down in the show notes also and I'll link some of your videos too so people can easily go and find them if you want to <laughs> so they can see what what it is all that we're talking about. But thank you again for coming on. I really appreciate it. Oh yes, it was so much fun. Thanks for having me. <laughs> all right. Another thank you to Ashley Clady for coming on the podcast today. I had such a good time talking to her on such a variety of different topics. And once again, with so many guests that I bring on the podcast, I will be looking at my notes and the questions that I had jotted down that I wanted to make sure I ask. And then I'll flip back over to my recording page to make sure everything's still looking good. And when I did that with Ashley, we were at 54 minutes. I was like, how, how has this happened? I feel like we just started talking to one another, but uh, it was such a joy to be able to chat with her. I mean, she's someone that I speak to on uh, a pretty regular basis, but it was fun to be able to do it in a podcast style version as well. So I hope that you enjoyed it and took something away from the conversation with Ashley Clady. I will have all of her links in the show notes as usual. I highly recommend that you go check her out for some inspiring content with beauty, with fashion, with lifestyle, with motherhood. And of course, if you are finding the podcast episodes to be a lot of fun to listen to and you're taking away something from them, I would love if you did subscribe to the podcast, rate and review if you can on where you're listening or just share it. You can always tag me if you want to share that you're listening to the podcast or share the episode that you are on. That does always help so much. So I really appreciate it. I will have a new guest on next week. So until then, thank you for listening. 